Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and today we have an update from Christy for September of 2022. And pretty, pretty fun update. We've had some ups and downs over the course of this year, but overall, revenue is um, pretty high, over 10000 total, and we'll break that down, of course, and record traffic for her site, and that is something like 144,000 visitors for the month. And it appears uh, we have no real impact from the recent Google algorithm updates. If you are just uh, joining this case study, Christy and I have been working together for a few years. We did a case study in 2021 where she doubled revenue to about 70,000. This year, she's uh, ex exceeded that. We're working on, you know, improving her site and adding more content and all the pieces that go along with that. So we do these monthly updates and, and we'll link up so that you could check out some of the other ones. If you want to catch up and binge and maybe watch like 20 episodes all in a row, you can do that. You could listen to the first episode when Christy hit like $100 in a month, which was, was that circa 2019? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So anyway, Christy, how's it going today? Hey, it's going pretty well. The uh, the site had a birthday this oh, uh, nice. this month, so yeah, turned four years old. Do you remember when you Our actually baby. bought the domain name and stuff? Yeah, I mean, it was like at the end of twenty eighteen. It was probably like a month after I first met with you. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That sounds right. Very cool. And we actually, for the people that don't know, we actually met in person because we lived like mm -hmm. a mile or like maybe a yeah. mile and a half away. Um, and we met through a mutual friend and then, you know, you got started pretty quick and then I changed your life. I think you changed my life, Doug. And thank you for mentioning that because yeah. that's so true. <laughs> and anyway, so now we'll, you can't get rid of me. We'll, we'll, we'll get into all the details and congrats on and happy birthday to the site. Thank you. So yeah. What did uh, revenue and traffic look like this year? Or this yeah. month, sorry. Yep. So for September, um, I had 7,300 for the site and still also had that writing retainer that we've talked about in the past. Check out the past episodes if you don't know about that. So in total, 10,700. Um, that makes it 84,000 for the year, also including that writing retainer. Um, tracking at 54 without including that. And then lifetime earnings, 177,000 from just the site. And if you factor in that writing retainer, 208,000. So that's pretty cool. Traffic wise, um, like you said, I think it's a high month for traffic, the highest I've had at 144,000 and uh, lifetime over 3 million. So that's cool. Very cool. It's good to have a, it's kind of a nice holding pattern and mm -hmm. this, the sites, you know, getting more traffic, earning more money from work that you did a few months ago. Right. And this case study, you named it the, uh, uh, something site. Growth trifecta. Growth trifecta. So what is the tri part of the trifecta? Sure. So it's doing the ad affiliate side of things, which I was doing kind of from the get go. And then improving existing content and then selling my own products. So between those three things, uh, we both 
had kind of talked about it at the beginning of the year and decided that if we could improve all three of those areas, that would generally lift the site. Okay. And then with your own products, we, we've we kind of abandoned that now at this point, right? Roughly? I mean, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I still have the digital guides out there because it is zero work for me at this point to leave them right. out there for nine bucks. Um, but yeah, I think the media kit is kind of where I'm pivoting to for the time being. And so I'm excited to see where that grows. And we'll, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about the media kit. I think it's important to highlight the the pivot, like you said. So was it hard moving away from something that you put a lot of time and money into? And these are digital courses, you know, mm-hmm. um, they were text-based. They weren't video courses, mm-hmm. but you worked a lot on them for a pretty long period of time, invested money. So can you talk about like the decision process to move away from those and work on something else? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest aha moment was when we both kind of talked through the type of people that are on my email list and just realizing that because the um, kind of what I offer people to join is budget-based and kind of like savings-based that my audience, even though I have, you know, 5,000 people on the list, these are people that may just not be spending a lot. So once I kind of figured that out, cause I was like, man, I have enough people content's pretty good. Like there's not another course about it, but these may not be spending people and that's okay, but probably not worth my time to do this anymore. For the meantime, like I still have the content. It's not going anywhere. I'm not burning it. Right. Um, but I do think there are better places for my time that I'm seeing more of a return. So that's kind of where I'm going. Cool. And, you know, just another analogy for the the listeners out there, it could be like trying to sell an expensive product to, to like people that use coupons and try to find the mm-hmm. best deal. Like inherently their goals are to not spend money or not spend right. as much money. So selling a $500 course on how to coupon better, that's a tough sell. Like people mm-hmm. don't want to do that unless maybe you give right. them a coupon <laughs> coupon code right. and you feed the addiction. But the, the point right. is- frugal people potentially don't want to spend money. And like, Mm -hmm. if you're trying to sell a multi hundred dollar course or even a hundred dollar course, right. It's maybe not a good fit. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Was it hard to just move on? I mean, from your, Mm -hmm. you've said you're a type a uh, Mm kind of gal and yeah. So was it hard to say like, ah, this didn't work. We got to do something else. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. I definitely like to succeed at all the things. Um, but the flip side of that is like, also as a type a, I'm not going to be wasting my time. So the flip side is like, well, if it's not working, I'm not going to do more of it. <laughs> like that would Perfect. be insane. So yeah, no, not that hard really. Okay, cool. Well, it's good to have moved on jumping back to, um, some of the financials here. What were your expenses? Like you do track everything and we'll link up for the blog post where all this is outlined. I know hearing numbers and stats and figures isn't as good as, you know, seeing the numbers and seeing the graphs. So we'll link up to that, but yeah, what are your expenses like in September? Yeah. So I was at uh, around 1400 for the month and that was primarily, paying for onboarding, some extra onboarding time for the new people in new roles, um, $500 for developer time 
and 500-ish for new content. So nothing crazy there, nothing out of the norm. Okay. And did you have a, you know, a specific like monthly budget or an annual budget that you were aiming towards overall this year? I had kind of a, so I had a budget generally of saying probably $20,000 on content for the year. Um, Since we're not going to do as much content as I originally planned, but I did end up bumping up the pay for the people that I did want to keep for like three or four of them. It's all going to come out in the wash. It's, you know, I think the, the main thing that I would just say is like, I pre-saved for that. So it's not something where I'm relying on the site this year to make that money. So I don't have that kind of like desperate feeling. (laughs) Um, It's something that like last year I was like, well, next year I want to do a whole bunch of content. So I'm going to save up for that. And so now I just have it. It's sitting there. I can use it without feeling guilty about it. Um, The one that was more expensive than what I thought was having a content manager, just like the amount of time that she would spend. I had no idea how much I would use someone. Um, the flip side of that problem is that she does a bunch of stuff I didn't think she would do. So it's all okay. Okay. And that savings sort of mechanism. So basically you have like a war chest for cash flow Mm -hmm. this year. So you don't have to worry about the specific revenue of a month to cover the next month. Like you already have the money and you're not borrowing it on a credit card or something like that, Mm -hmm. which I would not recommend at all at the interest rates. Don't do that. that. It's not financial advice, but definitely don't do it. Don't do that. Um, It's, it would be very expensive. And I would say, I mean, unless you, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I mean, there's no, there's no good way to use a credit card unless you're paying it off each month. Yeah. And again, and there's no guarantee with an affiliate site. Like you just don't know. Right. So yeah, that's not something I'm willing to bet on. Okay. So expense wise, pretty under control. I know we had some more expensive months Mm -hmm. here and there. And you mentioned your team. Can you talk a little bit about who's on your team and you have a new team member here? So I have a content manager that I haven't had before this year. So that is exciting. She manages all the writers. She assigns all the topics. She does the outlines. um, She reviews everything. She pulls photos. So that's a lot of stuff that I used to be doing that I'm no longer doing, which is awesome. So I have her and then I have probably four writers that we kept out of maybe 15 that we tried early in the year. So those are the people that are routinely on time producing good work um, and really easy to work with, which is great. So we have those guys. And then of those, we took three of them who wanted to do more work and we did um, assign one to outreach and that'll really be starting in October. So that's to sell things out of the media kit, for example, like sponsorship packages, things like that. Um, And then also do some one-on-one outreach to brands and things on social media, et cetera. Someone to do social media is also another one. I don't spend a whole lot of time there. That's not my jam. I don't really care about it, but you're going to have to be there a little bit. So it's basically a keep the channel alive role. It's kind of how I'm looking at it. Um, And then we have someone that's going to take over email. 
And I'm excited about that because I want someone who's really focused on like what kinds of people are on our list and what do they care about? So that'll be great. And then I have one person that's going to be assigned to updating existing content, which I'm also really pumped about because she's super fast, very good. And I'm hoping that in 2023, I'll spend more of a focus on that area of kind of the trifecta. How many people was that total? Four. Okay. That's not two. Plus yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And how many hours do you put in per week, would you say, or per month or something? Some. Yeah, it's sort of hard to track because I don't track it. Um, I would say I work on the site every day Okay. in some form. But mostly I try to kind of bundle reviewing and publishing new content okay. and do that, you know, for maybe six hours at a time. Got it. And just consolidate. So I don't know. It's not a full-time job kind of hours since I have other jobs, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm in there a lot. Okay. And you mentioned already that you backed off on your initial plan to publish 400 new articles by the end of June. So where are you at um, publishing new content and actually just the overview on content? Cause you are improving older content mm-hmm. too. So what, what's going on with all of that? Yep. So overall the site has, um, let's see a total of 673 posts currently. That's quite a lot. Um, I started the year at, you can do reverse math. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I started the year at 479. Okay. So, you know, we're approaching 200 200 posts, I think. Don't don't quote me on that. Um, So, yeah, it's like, you know, I'll probably do maybe a little over half of what I planned. Okay. But in addition, I'll also do more than what I planned in other areas. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not bothering me anymore. It was periodically bothering me. (laughs) Not to hit my own fake goal, but I've stopped being bothered by that. That's good. Yeah. That's not useful. I think before, cause the, it was 400 before June, which, you know, we set in January and as we mm-hmm. got started, you realized you were off pace a little bit and there were other things that you needed to mm-hmm. worry about and work on. And then I think once you probably passed maybe like May timeframe, like you'd already mm-hmm. abandoned it and then you're like, okay, we're yep. going to do something a little different. So yep. a little easier then. And then, yeah, it just depends. Like, could I have made it happen? Sure. But my life would have been hellish and I'm just not here for that. So yeah, yep. you know, it's supposed to be fun and, and, and earn money, but also fun. Yeah. And I mean, you, you highlight a good thing where, I mean, you mentioned you kind of made up a fake goal and it's good for us to do that and mm-hmm. then back into like what we need to do each week and month or whatever. Yep. But at the same time, like you have to look at the the overall uh, picture of what you're trying to do. And it, it really didn't, right. it didn't make enough sense to keep pushing mm-hmm. it. And you could always go back to it. You know, you could change your mind and say, totally. you're going to, you know, catch up in the last month or something. I don't recommend 
you do that. I, you know, I didn't burn all the keywords. I still have them all. You know, right. I, I'm just going to keep getting to them when we get to them. That's okay. Like, it's very, I mean, you talk about this a lot, but it's like, this is a long game kind of endeavor. Mm-hmm. So me burning myself out in six months, four years in, is just, that's not going to work. That's not very helpful. So yeah. I'm in a better place. <laughs> So you did publish um, quite a bit of new content, like we said, around 200 articles, and you put together a custom report to see how much traffic that brought in. So where is that at uh, for the year? Yep. So for the year, it's uh, new articles have brought in 93,000 visitors, which, I mean, we should be up over 100 here pretty soon. So that seems pretty good. Yeah, right? that's awesome. Is that pretty good? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. It, I was. I mean, say. it's trending this way, which is really good. And that's it takes all I care. A little bit for this stuff to rank, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you know, just looking at the the core numbers and doing the rough math in my head, that's like ten percent of your traffic that the new articles right. have brought in, which I think is good right. considering some of them are only you know a few weeks or a couple months old, right? Right. Yep. So, okay, very good. Yep. The other thing I would say generally about the topics that I picked for that list, like there's a lot of smaller stuff in there still. So it's not necessarily that I'm going after like giant traffic posts, like keywords, right? Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot of littler posts making up that number. It's not like I expect to see every single post bring me 100,000 visitors. Right. Not, not going to happen, but overall, I'm just trying to kind of, you know, lift the whole site. Existing content. So you have someone going and improving some of those, or they will be doing that. Mm-hmm. So what, what kind of progress did you make on those? Yep. So she was one of the ones that got onboarded in September to do that. So she's now set up in WordPress and she has her first, I think 20, posts assigned to her to improve. And those are a mix of things that have dropped out of top tens that we would like to get back. Um, A mix of new content from the year that's actually doing very well. So continuing to keep those at the top and growing. Um, And then also a mix of things that I've just noticed, like that one kind of sucks that could be better (laughs) or things where, you know, people have written in and been like, Hey, you should add this product or that. And just, you know, adding that kind of to the bottom of the list to be like, yeah, we should do that. That would keep it more current. So it's a mix of those. Okay. And before you were doing that work yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So we've already for the year, we added FAQs to a hundred posts in 2022 Um, but now going back and also for those posts, like improving the intros, adding more products, you know, increasing word count, things like that. So I did all the FAQ portions, putting those in and then now I'm handing them off. Do you have any handle on whether that work has improved the, uh, rankings or traffic? Do you know? So We did set up a new report for that to see what's happening with the overall bunch of posts that we have like retouched this Mm -hmm. year. It's a little, I'm still like finding my way through the data to figure out if I'm going to be comparing that to, 
you know, same period last year, previous period, things like that. Um, generally, I will be able to see, though, which specific posts that we have touched have gone up or down. And then you, the advice that you've given me in the past is like focus on the posts that have gone down with more improvements. Go back to those. Look at them again. Improve them in a different way and see if we can get the rankings back there. But overall, I'll be able to see um, which posts have a positive impact. So, Okay. Cool. And that's a report, like you shared it with me privately and we had a Mm -hmm. quick look. And I think overall the traffic is up like 10% from the previous Mm -hmm. period. However, we believe there is a little bit of seasonality. So I want you to compare that to the previous year to remove the seasonality component. And Mm -hmm. then you can dial down into the specific posts where what we're looking for is like, something that used to, uh, p- a post that used to get a lot of traffic where it's dropped and then we could double check the rankings and you know maybe regardless you would still go back and like maybe look at your post really closely look at some of your competitors to see if there's a any kind of information gap if there's a conceptual mm-hmm. gap if there's a difference in the search intent or something like that and right. just kind of true it up and make sure it's where it should be based on what the SERPs are right now. So for an individual post like that, that I would pick out and say, well, this one actually went down after we touched it. Um, Would you ever just revert it back to the old version or would you go and continue tweaking it? I would probably tweak it. I would make sure to look at the other posts that are now, you know, your competitors that Mm -hmm. are ranking above you. Yeah. And I, w- I would look and do that research and, and see like, are those covering something different or is the search intent mm-hmm. a little bit different? And I would potentially try and match it up. So I would do that research, but I would also step back because you're like part of the community and you're like, you know, the content and you know what's mm-hmm. important to the searcher and all that stuff and what they're really looking for. So I would look and do the research from an SEO standpoint, but I would step back and say, can I make this better? Is this really what the searcher is looking for? And then potentially if, if Google has it wrong, I would do whatever the fuck you want. And you're like, this is better content. (laughs) And like, yeah, because at some point, like it should catch up and you have enough other content on your site where you're like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm actually right about this. And Google doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, Yeah. That's when, you know, you know, you do the SEO portion of it and you try your best, but at some point it's like, it's an algorithm on the other side. You can't force and, it. This is the right, yeah. yeah, this is the right article though. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, would you say that, <clears throat> so since we have, you know, three months left of the year and I was planning on doing more of a focus on existing content next year, like some of that feels very manual, right? Like that's a lot of like, sitting, staring at screens, looking at numbers, looking at competitors, would I potentially just keep going through the initial list that I have for this year and then next year make a better process around digging into individual articles and seeing what's happening to them? I would I would actually start digging into the individual articles. I mean, we're coming up on the retail season and mm-hmm. I think, you know, maybe look at your your top 10 posts that Mm -hmm. used to get more traffic and they don't get as much now. And 
I mean, it could be, we were looking at the numbers, like one of, one of the posts gets like over maybe like a three month period. It was something like 50,000. So we're talking, um, what is that? Mm -hmm. 13, uh, 17, 17. Mm -hmm. So it's getting like 17,000 page views per month. And it's like a affiliate driven post. There's a good chance, mm -hmm. right? Like if you move that up, that moves the needle. Like you'll be able to tell yeah. you're getting more traffic. It could be, you know, 10,000 more visitors yeah. per month. And that could lead to, you know, a hundred more product sales, for example. Yep. So I, I would look um, soon and have a look yourself go through it, read it, do the research. Cause mm -hmm. you'll, you'll look at it a little closer than your person that you just trained. <laughs> mm -hmm. And maybe you'll see something, especially have you looked at the competitors recently? I mean, not for specific posts. Like I'll go look when I'm usually when I look is when I'm about to publish a new article and I'm doing some research on like where I'm linking to and what kinds of products are going to just like checking before I publish something. So I very rarely go back and look at an existing article and who else is ranking for it. Yeah. I must never do either, but that's something that we okay. should both do. <laughs> we, we, we should, should do, both that. do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so buddies. yeah. Don't, don't follow my actions here, but yeah, <laughs> I, I would take a look um, because okay. it, it really could move the needle in a significant way coming up to onto okay. like a big traffic time frame. So okay. awesome. Well, doing 10 posts doesn't sound quite as hard. It's just like when I think about trying to track, you know, yeah. individual out of 200 things that we touch, I'm just like mm, tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're, if we're talking 10, totally manageable. And the thing is you right. have enough, what'd you say? 673 pieces of content. So even if mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, just look at 10% of them, like that's a lot. Mm -hmm. So just look at, lot. you know, what is it? 1.8% or something like that. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't make okay. it too hard. And yeah. okay. So you've done a lot on content. You often publish articles getting ready for the retail season. How did that go this year? I know you kind of, you know, you changed your new content publishing plan. Yep. So did you back off on that or what? Yeah, I just sort of had it swallowed into the bigger plan for content. So um, we're doing a mix of things that are buyer's intent and ads, but given how well November specifically went last year, that was our highest month ever. Um, and that, you know, was before we added any new content. So I, I still feel like even though I didn't do a holiday specific sprint, the combination of things that we've done should still have a pretty good holiday. I'm okay. Hoping. Fingers okay. crossed. Yeah. That was the, Seems so good. last November crossed 9,000 in a month, which I thought was bananas. So that's where I'd like to be. I'd okay. like to be a 10. Frankly, I would like to have one 10K month. That would make me really happy. If we had three, I wouldn't be sad. Right. I mean, that would be fine. But one would be pretty cool. So and we'll see. I think, I mean, you were very close, you know, a year ago. You did mm -hmm. have like a product launch and that I think that was about a thousand bucks. But you do have mm -hmm. a sort of a different revenue source with some like direct advertising deals via your media kit. So how's that going? So that I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about. So that was another person we onboarded 
last month who should be starting to work through like my, my list of target brands. But it's been awesome to just have something that I can send to people who reach out to our like outreach, you know, email address, uh, most of which is spam, obviously, like you get the same stuff I do, mm -hmm. which is mostly trash. Um, but since I am in the industry, like I know what's not trash. So for the odd couple, uh, it's really nice to have just something ready to go and be like, sure, we'd love to engage with you. Here are your options. Um, so we had one $500 sale. And since we're filming this in October, I think we're going to have another sale from the media kit by then. And that's without doing any proactive outreach. So that's just responding to people who contact us. So that's pretty cool. I mean, that's almost as much as I thought I would have made in the second course launch. Okay. So that's a uh, positive. What capacity do you have for these extra like direct advertising deals? Like how many could you load up on if, if you sold as many as you have room for? Oh, as many as we want because they're not ad space. So I'm not allowed to do like specific ad space because I'm with Mediavine and that's against their terms of whatever. What I did include in the media kit is a direct link. So Mediavine has a, like you can buy directly into my site's ad space. So like, you can still do that. It's through them though. We include a link to it. Um, what I'm selling is um, essentially sponsored posts on the site, emails and social posts. So there's really no limit to how many of those we could do. Okay. So that's pretty cool. And I guess there's some capacity of emails cause you wouldn't send more than like sure. whatever, like two per week or something like that. I'd love but... to have that problem. Okay. <laughs> if, yeah. if we run up on that problem, I will come up with a solution for it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool if you could have those direct deals and then on the media vine mm -hmm. side. So you said there's a way that the advertiser can, you know, buy via media vine. Do they take any revenue from that or do they just facilitate the transaction or something? They essentially, um, facilitate it all runs through the same process that normal ad buys do on their end. It just means that people can specifically have their ads on my site. So it's pretty cool for me. I do literally nothing, but that wasn't even an option as of, I think a year ago. So it's a new feature and I, what I can't do is really tell if anyone does it because oh, it just ends up in like the big yeah. ad space. Um, I might be able to reach out to them and see yeah. that might make sense. Like after a couple of months, but yeah, I do like that. I'm able to send people somewhere. Like if they want to do ads, that's completely fine. They just go through Mediavine. Like they upload their graphics, they select the dates they want to run and I'm done. Okay. And then, sorry. The, does Mediavine take any revenue? So they, as from what I understand, it's, it just runs the same way as every other ad scenario that we have. So I think Double there's like that. a minimum $200 yeah. buy or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, double check that. I I, I have a mm -hmm. feeling maybe they don't take their normal cut, which I don't. I have no clue what it is, but I suspect it's yeah. healthy. But if you're doing all the sales and they're just facilitating, I mean, it's good that they're managing like the ad placement mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. 
But right. um, it would doing. suck if they were taking like whatever, 40% or something. I'm just making that sure. up. But if they were taking a big chunk, that kind of sucks because you did you did the sales, not them. Yeah. At the same point though, I'm not going to do it a different way. So that's 60% that, you know, I wasn't going to have. Hmm. The different way you potentially could do it, right, is turn off ads for that URL and then yeah. put up their banner and then you you have it up like it's fairly straightforward and if it could mean i mean one deal is not I think it. it could get me kicked out though oh well, fuck that that's crazy like i'm not it's like you're do- I, I i'm sure they're not taking their normal cuts yeah um but generally it's like if we manage your ads like you don't sell ads to other people gotcha interesting well, double so check. It's it. kind of like, yeah, it's kind check of like not messing with Amazon because you don't want to get kicked out. Like, yeah, that's the space I'm in for both. Where I'm just like, I followed the rules, okay? <laughs> yeah, but I was gonna say like don't Amazon doesn't have a a sort of comparable competitor that you can work with, mm-hmm. but there are a bunch of other display ad networks right. that you could. At the same time, it's like there's extra work to it. But, mm-hmm. but it, the big thing is the sales. So like if you, if you close the deal, then especially if you're hiring someone to do it, mm-hmm. but it'll all work out. Good news yep. is the media kit works and like, yeah, it's, it's I would encourage that. everyone yeah. to make one, like hop into Canva, make yourself a template, make it one page if you want and just have it available when people reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Cause a, it kind of gets rid of the people who are just tire kickers and are annoying and then, you know, you might make some money. Do you list your pricing directly on there or do you make I them do. contact you? Okay. No. Nope. Cool. I think I'm going to do that. I have one for the show and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the common practice is to not put the pricing in there, Perfect. but like, I think I will put it in just because either like, don't it's ask in the right price questions. range. You yeah. Yeah. I mean? It's like yeah. either... <laughs> Either we're both we're in, anti-talking to people, so yeah. don't ask me. Don't ask me any questions. It's like here's the pricing, right? Uh, so okay, cool, very good. Well, we are starting to wrap it up here. So overall, you know, really good month, and you know, made some progress. What, what do you have going on coming up for like October, mm-hmm. November? So October, I am playing catch up on all the new new content that I haven't actually published. So we'll probably have another 30 posts or so in October that go up, which is great. That's like in a good amount of time for the holidays, I feel like. Um, I should have people actually like starting to send out new emails, you know, from our new team, starting to take over social. Um, I should have probably 20 posts updated from our new gal that's doing that. So I'm hoping to see kind of the team part start running. My content manager did get married and go on her honeymoon <laughs> in September, October. So there's a little pause there that is understandable, but yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. And then, yeah, just trying to make sure that, you know, setting things up for 2023, which seems insane, but that's almost here. So figuring out what I want to focus on for that year. So if people have ideas, totally open to, you know, what people think I should be spending time on. Awesome. Well, congrats on, you know, the, the birthday for the site, um, hitting kind of a high revenue mark for this year. And 
yeah, yeah everything's plugging along and we didn't yeah. even talk about i'll just summarize it really quick yeah through the various algorithm updates the last mm-hmm. month and a half or so um your site has been faring well either you don't notice anything or per- potentially your traffic is going up but you're doing a few things that would increase the traffic and ranking so mm-hmm. it's hard to attribute any specific i haven't causation. seen any huge issue though for Which many is of that, great so. you know mm-hmm. I, was, I was chatting with a guy yesterday and you know every algorithm update is a little terrifying for him and he he's yeah. he pays attention to like the news a little more than you do so he's Just like none. he knows when they're when the yeah. updates are coming around so cool yeah i can't i can't have that stress in my life doc i just can't yeah it's but no good you'll know there's not anything no, you can I'll, do yeah i'm going to notice <laughs> yeah but yeah i i just can't get that granular that doesn't work for me specifically, but. All right. Well, we'll link up so people could check out the blog post, of course, and you can check out uh, all the other videos in this series or podcast, wherever you're consuming this. And I mean, you could really follow along from the very beginning and like see the the journey along the way. So thanks, Christy. You can see us age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the beginning, I had long hair like to my shoulders. It was crazy. I looked like a baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll catch you uh, next week or All month, right, thanks, next man. month. <laughs>